Welcome to Down the Wormhole. My name is Joshua Weinberg. I'm Zachary Miller. And today we're joined by my other roommate, DJ Ashton. Hello. Hey, hey DJ. What? Oh, hey Mike. I see you were acquitted. No, it's mistrial. It's a little different. What are you guys doing? Yeah, we're, uh, we're talking about wearable technology today. You want to join and us? And you thought you were going to get away without me <sighs> being here? No. That's no. what we were hoping. At well, least. thank you very much for having me. And today's college pro tip, since it's our first show of the semester, is for all those freshmen out there. When you get to school, find the biggest, strongest student and beat them up. That way the professors know not no, to no, mess with my, you. My, my, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's that, not school. Yeah. Then what did I tell those prisoners? It's probably something about Obama Jen. I'm not sure. Oh, God. What have I gotten myself into? Well, uh, let's veer back on topic, hopefully. Oh, please. Never. Yeah, good point. All right, well, today we're talking about wearable technology. Who would like to start us off? DJ? Uh, I suppose I will. Um, Since I'm getting a little bit of credit here to having bring this topic to the table in the first place. Yes, thank you. Uh, there's there's some there's uh, been no, some will. level of rise in the presence of wearable technology as different more niche uh, markets have developed both online and for specific customers and movements. The most common ones that people seem to be familiar with are Fitbits. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which are intended to keep uh, track of various things you do throughout the day, like amount of steps, you know, calories consumed, things like that. I've never really kind of bought into that craze, and from what I understand, those things are actually pretty finicky. What have you guys heard? I mean, it's, it seems like an interesting idea if... It's good for certain people. Yeah. It, it definitely is for good for certain people, and I, I see people who run, who want to keep track of what they do, who exercise a lot, who... That's a lot of what this is. Yeah. People who want to lose weight and want to do, you know, things that involve keeping track of what you're doing... This works really well for them, and I know people, and I've seen it work very well, and they enjoy it. If you don't do that, it really serves no purpose for you. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, like you said, it's very finicky if the heart rate monitor isn't very close to you, it doesn't work very well, so if it's not attached to your wrist incredibly well, it won't work very well or track what you're doing. So it can be finicky, but it's definitely making good progress. Yeah. Right. Another See, big... Uh, oops, go ahead, Go ahead. All right, uh, another big thing we see, Apple Watches, or any smartwatch in general. Mm -hmm. right. I, I personally, again, like DJ said, I've not bought into that. I'm not a big fan of that. If I want to see who texted me, I can just take out my phone. But I see the appeal of it. Yeah. I was considering a smartwatch at one point when I was uh, over the summer working at a golf course. And I, I listened to music the whole day if you're out mowing and whatnot. You've got work clothes on, or if it's raining, you have basically a full body rain suit on. You can't get to your phone, say you're listening to music, you want to skip a track. I understand the appeal of having those controls now on your wrist, or seeing who texted me, or if you can't get access to your phone and you need that, makes sense, but I, I didn't buy into it because it was a lot of money. I've just personally sort of found, I'll, I'll put it this way, I haven't gotten one myself. I know people who have one, uh, my brother has one in fact. I just think the screen's too small. It feels too small to be practical. I, I feel I feel like my finger's gonna take up the whole thing, and with that in mind, how is it gonna know what I actually want it to do? Right. I'm sure, they have their ways. It's just it my just dad seems... has one, and I, I've played yeah. around with it, and it's, eh, it doesn't. It seems unfinished. 
Like, I, the technology is there and can be useful, but it's not in its current implementation. When has that ever not applied to an Apple product? Ouch. Hey. When does that, that not apply to most things? I mean, no, that's fair. we're you're, still yeah, waiting. That, that, we're fair. still waiting for the segues to become viable, and <laughs> they're hey, not going to hey, be Hey, don't viable. be throwing shade on my man Dean Kamen. Hey, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all the first robotics alumni out there. Love you guys. Wow. Hey, okay. I'm not hating on the segue. I'm just saying that the technology didn't become useful. Actually, it kind of did. Well, yes. It's the, 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 mass market, market gonna... the quote hoverboard thing uh, that made a lot of people talking. a lot of money. And made a lot of people look very houses. <laughs> made a lot of houses catch fire uh, when they dust. inevitably exploded but, after being rushed in a projection. There was like one main company that was selling them really cheap that had those problems, so that's why we saw a lot mm-hmm. of those. Okay, because a lot were sold. There was a problem with the cutoff circuits. Well, yeah, on lithium batteries. Yeah, but it was one main company that was actually having the okay. problems. Is what I meant. All right, Mor- now, moral of the story, kids: If you're gonna do a job. Do it right. Yeah. Also, Mike, you had something to weigh in earlier about the uh, watches. How am I supposed to remember what I was going to say less than five minutes ago? That is a fair point. He's got us there. No, I, I, I actually do remember. And a I miracle. think... Well, then don't like, sass me. Anyway. <laughs> this is a no-sass zone. Okay, when has it ever been that? These wearable today. technologies, Fitbits, Apple Watches, they're, they're all worn on your wrist. And if you're going to use it for tracking exercise... Outside of the purview of a heart rate monitor. I feel like there's there's a lot of room for inaccurate readings there. I mean, uh, what if you're a professional bird impersonator? You're flapping your arms all day, <laughs> giving false readings as to how much movement you're doing. Well, you also have yes, that. You know, I also, think I may have found also, my new passion in life. Let's yeah. not forget, let's not forget, a lot of this technology is being bought up by young people. Would you agree? You know, yes. It's mainly young people that are doing this, and uh, you know, it's it's worn on it's worn on the wrist. Um, um, if you're wondering why it seems like there is a slight discontinuity in the conversation, <laughs> there it is because there are some things on this program that we simply cannot broadcast. Yeah, that is 100 percent accurate. You guys promised I could do this when I got on the show. I feel lied to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One one thing, Mike, you were telling you were talking about earlier about inaccuracies about with specifically the yes, Fitbit before it devolved into before something it devolved, else. Yes. So, Mike, you were telling me a story earlier uh, on false readings. Someone you know at somewhere you work, they had an ins- uh, program. No, no. What? Yeah, fine. I'll edit that out. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So, Mike, you were telling me earlier about a story uh, on. Uh, yes. Yes. On unreliable yes. readings. And uh, so a company, uh, which will remain unnamed, uh, has had an incentive program uh, to incentivize their employees to exercise. And the way they did this is they distributed uh, pedometers. And if a certain number of steps were reached in a set time period, say a month, two months, I don't know the exact uh exact time period but if the reading if the threshold was met then the employee would be given a cash incentive and uh unfortunately they made this program at a company filled with engineers and uh that culminated in one gentleman uh 
taking the pedometer and placing it on a short string with a lanyard attachment, and they would simply twirl it all day at home, at work, even in the car. And they were able to reach the maximum step limit within a month and received a fair amount, not an insignificant amount of money. Now, I think that with the advent of wearable technology such as Fitbits, maybe not something so advanced, because pedometers, let's face it, they've been around for a while, they're, they're cheap. The, they're the oldest right. wearable. They are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, a wristwatch. Yeah. Wearable sensor. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Fair. I'll tell you. But they also measure heart rate. Now, this would be a way to detect such fraud. Uh, because they have a built-in pedometer as well as a heart rate monitor, so if they track that there's pedometer action when there's no recorded heart rate, then they know there's been fraud. However, if they can track the pedometer steps and notice, you know, they can correlate it with the heart rate monitor, oh, now they're actually walking exactly. or running. Exactly. Walking yeah. or running, then that would take care of that. Hmm. Hmm. Sure would. Yeah. Well... The thing with Fitbits and Apple Watches is there's at least some level of functionality to it. Boringness. Well, boringness, but there's a practical application to its presence, unlike some other wearables, which seem to exist almost entirely in novelty. Like the one DJ's currently wearing. Yes, I. If if this were visual podcast, you'd be able to see. I'm not just wear. I'm wearing a hoodie uh, with an interesting pattern on it, a very silly hood. Uh, I bring to you the Technomancer hoodie. Uh, by Think Geek, you may have heard of them. You may not. They're very well known. This thing uh, makes the most annoying noises. <laughs> I apologize in advance. The concept is that this is a hoodie with t a motion sensor in its right hand, uh, and a various various lights and a speaker attached, so that when certain motions are completed with the hand, it makes an effect and lights up in such a way as to mimic the casting of a spell. Hence the Technomancer hoodie. Keep in mind, this is thinkgeek.com we're talking about. They're... No sponsor, by the way. Yeah, no yeah, sponsor. No sponsor. That. I'm just saying the facts. This is where it's from. Let's be honest. Now, my hand's been raised for a little that. bit. It's green. I turn things around. There's slight moaning in the background. After that strange whispering noise you heard through the microphone, that is supposed to be uh, raised dead. And, okay. Yeah. I it's, then... it's, it makes noises when you move around and lights yeah. up, and it looks neat. And you wear it. Yeah. yeah. It is... I'd argue... Can you get the same effect with a maraca? <laughs> Conceptually, <laughs> yeah, you it could. It makes noises when you move it around. But it, it, well, it's more about the specific noises. So if you put this similar sensor and a speaker in a maraca, you would get by specific the maraca. same effect. I suppose, yeah, a specific maraca. What'd you would say? Work as well, so you could buy a specific maraca. Don't ask me what that is. I'm trademarking it. <laughs> specific maracas. Shut up. And transitioning from something of pure novelty to a different direction, Zach, what is it you like to brought up? So, you know, there's where there's wearables that are have practicality like watches and Fitbits and all that. Then there's you know stuff for pure novelty like. There's also think about things like uh, the new ear, the earpods, the wireless headphones from a the wireless head wireless earbuds from Apple. Those really stupid looking. <laughs> the really stupid looking ones. Stupid no, looking. Uh, well, well, hang on, what was he? Well, the, we already the named stupidity them. goes deeper than s the skin level. <laughs> <laughs> I need that on a plaque. <laughs> stupidity goes steep, deeper than skin level. Michael Buratinsky, 2018. We'll get it like the plaque we have in my room. That wasn't the earth-shattering kaboom of something going right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... 
we've gone over the you know practical stuff like the Fitbits, the Apple Watches, other smartwatches. We've also gone over the pure novelty stuff like DJ sweatshirt. Now let's get into some of the really cool stuff. The really cool stuff? Yeah. So what the people are actually listening for. Exactly. Sorry, you've wasted your time up to this point. Yeah, this is the engineering bit. You know, the sign that the the part we try to make the show about. Sorry. So we try our best. There's kinds of electrodes that you can place on your body and through the kinetic you know, through moving just everyday stuff, kinetic motion, and the heat your body generates, it generates electricity. Whoa. Interesting. Really? Yeah. They put it on your joints. So they put it on your joints, so one side of your elbow on the other. And when you move, it bends something in it, and that creates the electric. Is it a piezoelectric? Yeah, a little bit. Piezo elements. Okay. They also have... So you can start a barbecue with your arm. How much power are you putting out with these things? Not a lot. Striking a piezo yeah. element causes a huge voltage spike. Yes. Which is cool. Those are really cool on their own. Yes, yeah. but it's not much. But think about a suit made of those. Okay. That so would, that you would could look... start a whole room full of barbecues. <laughs> Maybe ground. if I punch you. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but... They also have ones that generate a small amounts of electricity from body heat. Neat. Little electrodes that they just put on your body, and as your body, you know, heats, does its normal thing. Thermoelectric generators? Exactly. Aren't right. those just... notoriously inefficient? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Seabeck generators? But it's, yeah. than, but, it's, but it's energy that would be wasted otherwise. I disagree. Well, I don't disagree, but I feel like it's it's such a small... Quantity, how much? Again, like what, what, how much, what, what, what kind what, of what, energy are we looking I, at? I don't know the specifics because um, it's very new, but it's not a whole lot. Would it be enough to like operate some kind of low-power communication device? Probably. How, how, um, how long I, of using it would it take for me to have to, say, charge up my phone? Very long. Very long. I have an interesting way of... Phones use a lot of power. I have an interesting way of thinking about this. Sure. Hmm. Would I gain... Which, okay, I I have a suit made of this stuff. Mm-hmm. If I walk it, walk from my house right now to a store and buy a battery, well, which will give me more energy? What kind of battery? Walking to the sure. All right. Um. Like, well, going to the store in that in that yeah. walk. So that walk is so one five point, minutes, so five, one, seven minutes. So, so one, call it ten minutes mm, each way. Ten minutes, yeah. So oh, one point five volts and. What's a double A battery? How many milliamp hours? I don't. I, know. Don't, I think it's. No, no, it's calculated. Like fifteen hundred milliamp hours. Probably the walking. If you have an entire suit made of it. Okay. Now here, here's another thing I see with that. Now. You say it's energy that would be otherwise wasted. However. I feel like operating these sorts of things, maybe not the uh, maybe not the thermoelectric generators, but the piezoelectric based ones. It takes work. It would take effort. Yeah. It's so little. The from what I understand, the test subjects, other than the sticky pads, mm-hmm. barely felt any difference. Oh. Th- this seems. Mm. I, I feel like it'd be easier to just slap yeah. some solar panels on your roof. Yeah. Fair. See, I, I, I was I was off by half. It's twenty four hundred. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'd still think it's the suit that would make more, but here's the thing. 
you're already creating those calories by eating and running your body. Okay. Right? Yeah. Why, not, why not use them why not, more efficiently? Yeah, why not? It's just being more efficient. Yeah, it's not as efficient as, say, putting solar panels on your... But it's something more. You could do both and get even more. How much do these things run? Because we're not just... There's more to yes. efficiency than just how much electricity you can put out. Yeah, again, also, we're not but also materials. These, are, these things are really kind of new. So yeah, again, we're not, you don't really look at the cost They are right commercially now. available. Yeah, so the R&D on it's expensive, and cream currently expensive. Yeah, so, so electric elements themselves are cheap. It's but, a segue. But think about it. Back yeah, in, it's a segue. Don't be throwing shade at my boy D. Back in... What, when were solar panels invented? The uh, uh, numbers. Oh shoot, uh, 1870s. Yeah, how expensive yeah, were they to make? Late 1800s. I how expensive were they make back then? Very insanely. Now you can make pliable, almost clear sheets of this stuff for pennies. Yeah, and they it's, make a fair amount of electricity. And they make a fair amount of electricity. They're about what 33 percent efficient. No, uh, mm-hmm. no, only the very high end ones. Uh, standard run of the mill solar panels run anywhere from like 10 to 20 percent. That's still twenty percent efficiency. Ten to fifteen, I should say. That's, that's still that's, really that's good. The, that's the right number. I hope, I hope you guys are aware you're taking this technology in the direction that leads to us all being in the matrix, right? Well, no, because you're just generating. Ye- but you have to be moving to do it. <laughs> I see your point. Your batteries. <laughs> People aren't good batteries. That was the biggest complaint about that plot twist. You're trying. No. You're trying to do it anyway. Well, no, but they well, don't. They don't make good batteries when they're just lying there. All right, you've got me there. Well, I, f- I feel like if you want to use people to generate electricity, I, I, f- I feel like the simplest oh, no. simplest option is always is the best. Hamster wheels. <laughs> or a bicycle. I'm, actually, I was okay, genuinely going to really say, simple. if I really want to generate electricity from my body, I'd rather just strap a generator on one of those fitness bikes and just yeah. pedal okay, on that but, for a while. But here's the thing. You could go about your daily life and generate electricity with minimal interference. It's a lot I can less. put a generator on my bicycle and my yeah. actual bicycle. I used to go places like campus and do both. Okay, this is true. This is true. Again, you're charge saying charge up a little be... battery while you're yeah. while you're riding. Okay, around. yeah, these are good points. Those methods would produce more electricity, but that's not the point. The point is the stuff. The point is the wearables. That was kind of the whole. That's show. Fair. Also, it's, it's just producing some. <laughs> I'm not sure either. We actually haven't explained that. Just, just Technology so, that you wear. Well, technically, the modern term of wearable talks more specifically about wearable sensors, but as we've been referring to them this whole time, we any did. technology that you would wear is a wearable for our purpose on the show. I'm wearing a watch. That would, we gave an does explanation. That mean, does that mean I'm science? Yes. You, you said the, watch, the wristwatch was the oldest wearable earlier in the show, and I'm assuming it wasn't getting cut. Hmm. I think that's accurate, right? The, well, the pocket watch, I suppose. Pocket watch. Port- portable time device. I mean, I mean somebody about a sundial on their wrist. I'm sure at some point in history, somebody. I'm sure at some point in history, somebody carried a clock around with them. I think we can call it a watch. We'll tentatively say it's the watch. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just research. say watch. We won't tell where. We won't say where it was. Just watch. Portable watch. time device. Yes. Indubitably. So I want to move on to something completely different. Well, well, ahead. Not completely. But well, almost completely different. I've always way. been afraid of circuses. <laughs> Not quite that far, but close. Uh, and have... now for something completely different. Yes. I want to talk about stuff that we've already seen come and go in this market. How is that close? Besides the point. Josh, continue. Have you ever seen someone wearing Google Glass? Um, 
Pretty circus. Very briefly, but then they got punched, so. It's like a circus. Exactly. <laughs> the, I got wow. a very interesting circuses. <laughs> I've been. He's we're talk, we want, I want to say something about the stuff we've already seen come and go. Like, say, the infamous Google Glass. It, it came in. It seemed like a good idea. The people were called glass holes. It left. <laughs> that was more or less it. Well, I, we thought are they, I thought they were never back. actually commercially released, though. I thought the people wearing them were basically public beta I, testers. I myself yeah. signed up for a for for the Explorer program and got an entry code. Hmm. Why didn't you take it? Because I didn't have eleven hundred dollars. Oh that's my! A good, that's a good. Re- Wait, you had to pay to be part of their beta testing process? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it took nothing to get in, and you needed to pay for the unit because they weren't they weren't mass producing them. I still feel like... more or less building them by hand. You're doing a job for them. If anything, they should have been paying you. Uh, no. You're the beta tester. Nah. Either it's free or you pay it to get in. That's usually how beta tests work. Because right. the stuff's not done yet. They're still working. Well, I still feel They're like still spending money on it. Or if you I, had, it should have been much cheaper than I feel like Google Glass is one of those things that just came before its time. Yeah, yeah. I have to because agree. Well, we, we see that we one see thing it we see down the road is definitely augmented reality. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's coming, and, and that's it's kind happen. of what Google Glass was. There's a new version of it, and it actually looks really good. And I think they're going to try and relaunch it. They're going to try and time a relaunch for it aimed at a completely different audience. They're already mm-hmm. doing it. It's aimed more at like factory workers and. Uh, medical professionals. Yes, yes. For a factory worker to be able to have these uh, the schematics or the instructions on the order of things to do to assemble something right there in your view is very beneficial without having to get up and go look at the sheets again and go back and forth and go look at a computer. Yes. It's just ready to go with voice commands and whatever. This relates more than you thought, actually. I remember when the iPad first became popular, I saw something on the news about a doctor who was using one to go through uh, the procedures that they would be doing or, you know, just little reference yeah, things on him immediately. And, I re- and in hindsight, that was kind of the moment where the iPad went from being a novelty to something I'm with like, an actual hey, practical purpose. This is something useful. When, when Google Glass was first launched, the practical application, people probably didn't see it as much. They saw it as a novelty, not unlike this hoodie. Um... As we're now, if you know, they're marketing more towards factory workers, where they're going to be having useful work information, or something like that, right. in the heads-up it's less, display. It's less a now consumer, it's approaching more uh, practical applications like the Fitbit or the smartwatch. Right, it's less a consumer device that just sort of tells you your Facebook feed, and more something that's actually useful in yeah. daily life. So, Mike, you had something you wanted to say? Yes. Now, there's a section of wearable technology that we haven't talked about, and I think that doesn't make it into a lot of discussions. And now wearable technology is an emerging technology. And as with a lot of emerging technologies, they are often very highly advanced in the military sector. Okay. I can tell you that wearable technology has been, been a thing in the military for a few decades. A good example of this are the headsets worn by AH-64 Apache helicopter pilots and gunners. Oh, I know what The pilots okay. and the gunners both wear the standard, well, I don't know if it's a standard, but they, uh, standard device, but they wear a flight helmet, and integrated into that is a monocle, uh, which projects Classic. information on, yeah, um, which yeah. projects information for them to use. However, the gunner, who sits in front of the pilot, it's tandem seating, wears a helmet 
And wherever he looks, the the chain gun on the chin of the helicopter tracks that. Oh, the Apache. So wherever, yes, wherever yeah. he looks, the gun aims. Interesting. And that's how yes. it aims. And we've had that since, I don't, I, I don't know the exact time, but at least the 1990s. Interesting. Really? More recently, the F-35 the program. Highly well, the F-22 right. as well. The F-35... Um, highly debated F-35 program. Well, having worked for a company involved in that, I can only say that the F-35 is a wonder of technology built for our country. So, the pilots, uh, I don't know if it's still in development, but there's a headset that's been developed, which, uh, much like the monocle worn by the Apache pilots, uh, projects a full heads-up display on the, the visor of their helmet. And it's integrated with the systems on the plane such that they can look around and and receive information from the plane's sensors. Now, this is uh, information that was on a very old episode of the show Dogfights, back oh. when the History Channel was still... About history? And not aliens. Well, factual. Um, the, the example they gave is that a pilot is flying along and... There's a plane beneath him. All he has to do is look down, and you won't see. He won't see the plane, but he will be able to get a radar lock on it by looking through the floor at th- where it is. I thought the F thirty five actually has IR cameras all around, infrared cameras all around the plane, so that where the pilot looks, he doesn't see his plane. He just sees out. I actually I don't know about that. That's that's what I heard about it. Well, that would be fascinating if. Right? You just fly and look down and there's just no plane? That sounds a little more science fiction than science fact. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely impossible with things like... I mean, it's not I'm, impossible. I'm sorry, could, could you repeat what you said? You look down and... You look down and there's no plane. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I think it's more I, scary I'm guessing this was developed in conjunction with the pilot diapers. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it feels like it'd be a scarier image more than anything else. Looked up. Oh no! Well, I mean, how it works is, you know, it's a heads-up display, so there's a camera facing down. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh, our episode for tonight. So thank you very much for listening. Jeez, oh, that was abrupt. Oh, he's making noises again. Alright, I think on that we do we should uh, we should call it. Yes, we have a whole lot of nothing to get to, so Yeah, oh, we, yeah, we have down. a whole lot of nothing to do. We gotta sit here and may, maybe put the microphone away. I mean I don't know, that sounds that sounds like a lot of work. Maybe I'll just move it over to the side. Well, actually, you know, you have no room to talk. I mean Oh, oh he's running. Oh on. DJ on the floor! Come on! That's why we gave it's you the It's been a bag. pleasure being here, guys. Thanks for having me. We're just about done here. I think that'll call it. Jack at the mop. That was <laughs> Down the Wormhole. Thank you for listening. We will see you in two more weeks.